It's the three-year anniversary of the Professor Theo's Mystery Lab podcast. Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. Someone has been following me. And I say someone, but I know exactly who it is. And it's about to end. You see, young ones, there has long been contention, controversy, over the experiments of my top-secret lab here on the campus of Splendid University. Some even blame me and my outside-the-box scientific tests. They think I have something to do with the superhero kids you see buzzing about with kids that can quantum leap from one video game to the next, and maybe even our talking pig mayor. And that's not a political jab. He's actually a pig. Or the race car driving cat Cole that is often burning rubber on downtown streets. That, my friends, is mostly ridiculous. Yes, somebody is spying on me. And this lab? Is it one of these gossip hounds? Or Theory X? Or one of the many supervillains my son and his superhero kid friends have dispatched? I think I know. But that is a story for another day. The rumors you've heard... I tell you, I release one bug beast loose on the city accidentally. I turn my son into a kid superhero again accidentally. My dog just happens to be a detective. Pure coincidence. Again, all of that does not mean that I am the puppet master pulling the strings. I could see how one might draw that conclusion. That is simply not true. Those who know me best know I am a collector of stories and that this town abounds in fascinating tales. Thank you for joining us for yet another one. It's been three years this weekend, three years ago, that we published our first episode And here we are, 137 episodes later, over 23 hours of fun, free tales for kids that adults will enjoy, too. 150,000 downloads from all over the world. Thank you for joining us yet again. Thank you to the Ashland Beacon and Carrie Stambaugh for planting that seed, getting me started printing these stories in the paper as a part of our Read Me a Bedtime Story newspaper column, now well into its sixth year. Thank you to Justin McElroy for helping me shape those into this podcast, for showing me the ropes, for teaching me how to do this. Thank you to my family, my son, my wife, who I couldn't do this without, I wouldn't want to do it without. 
and to you, listeners, the hundreds of you out there, maybe a thousand plus of you out there, depending on the week, thank you for tuning in, supporting, encouraging these tales. Thank you for spreading the word. Well, that's enough of that. Let's get on to this week's story, the long-awaited tale of Who is Halloween How? It's September, and the Halloween decorations are out, not a moment too soon or too late. It's our most theatrical holiday, young ones, so tell me now, why should we wait? But first, let me tell you the wondrous tale of the legend of Halloween Hal. Heed it, indeed, for its lessons impart a story of autumn morale. There once was a being named Halloween Hal who roamed these desolate streets at night. Halloween Hal had sticky hands. T'was a thief, and he never did treat anyone right. If a pumpkin caught his eye, or a zombie he did spy, there is one thing on which you could rely. Hal would snatch it, he would. He was just no good. And then from the scene he would fly. Every year progressed this way for quite some time, all in splendid, quite perplexed. To constantly find their fall things missing, it was leaving everyone involved extremely vexed. Halloween Hal hadn't imagined that this city's inhabitants, oft divided, would come together as one to trap that Halloween fun-stealing son. This year, would be his spree of thievery's end run. It began at the edge of town, when Hal stole a circus clown, and continued down a path to the west. Goblins, ghosts, bats, and ghouls in his view, cats too, jack-o'-lanterns, and all the rest. And an imposing, sticky spiderweb, so large, so tempting, Halloween Hal could not resist. But it was no ordinary lawn decoration. But a trap. He was stuck, tied up by the wrists. Hal pleaded for mercy. Said he meant not one bit of harm, not an ounce of calamity. But this menacing crowd approached Hal aggressively and grabbed the poor guy by his extremities. A young girl named Heidi broke from her mama and interrupted them commanded the furious mob to stop. Heidi approached Hal, brushed back his aggressors, and offered to share her trick-or-treat pop rocks. The girl had a more humane approach. She questioned, suggested, offered a shame on you. It all left Hal feeling touched and dejected. But he and the wee one had an idea for a thing they could do. Hal was released to some of the crowd's chagrin, who mumbled and murmured displeasing sounds. Heidi promised, assured them, indeed you'll see, she said, what goes around comes around. A year passed, and Halloween Hal returned, but this time his roaming left no one sad or mad. This year, instead of taking trinkets that captured his eye, he gifted all kinds of autumn doodads. 
Now Halloween Hal roams these desolate streets at night, not to nab or to grab, not to take or to steal, but to put the treat in trick-or-treat night, doing all he can to spread good, happy haunting feels. Some spot him, Heidi, and her proud mama too, approaching stealthily. In the night they do hide. Look for the trio, these newfound friends and partners, on Halloween night, walking stride and stride, delivering goodies to all around, to turn every frown upside down. Halloween joy, October cheer. They do now spread to thankful townspeople who sleep better year after year after year. What's the moral, you ask? I can't say I know, though I'm sure of one thing it does show. Children see goodness. They see the heart. And they know that talking, not violence, is a good way to go. For some aren't bad. Misunderstood. Waiting for a chance to turn things around. Repent. To replace bad deeds of the past with some good current things they have sent. It's September, and the Halloween decorations are out. Not a moment too soon or too late. It's our most theatrical holiday, young ones. So tell me, now why should we wait? I hope you enjoyed this incredible tale of the legend of Halloween Hal. Heed it, indeed, for its lessons impart a story of autumn morale. That's all for this week, listeners. Cletus Cavalier will return next week. And in October, you'll catch part two and part three of the mostly harmless Halloween haunts that we began a couple of weeks ago. Also, a new version of the 13 Days of Halloween. All of this and much more in the weeks to come. Thank you for joining us. Have a wild and wonderful and weird and creative and fun week. Be good to each other. Hello, this is Risty Joy again. You've been listening to Professor Theo's Mystery Lab, which is written and read by my adorable husband, Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. Thank you for rating and reviewing this podcast on iTunes. Please continue to spread the word. Also, consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening.